Thank you very much. Um, it's good to see you. KwaZulu Natal is in good hands, I can tell you that. Oh, I should not go Zulu, I should not die. Thank you very much, Program Director, for this opportunity. Uh, Premier of KwaZulu Natal, my sister, my comrade, Nomusa Dube Nube, lest we forget um, what the Premier said here is fact and truth about the fact that when we came into Parliament, they were, the toilets for women were very far away from the committee meetings, from the parliament itself, because most of the time when women went there, they had gone there as spouses. And, and, and lest we forget, because I think sometimes we seem to be forgetting too quickly where we came from and the journey that we have walked. And if we forget too quickly, we might not even be able to see the progress that we have made. So to everybody in the room, I'm not just saying this to women, but both men and women who are in the room, lest we forget. And forgetting a nation that forgets its history, I don't know what to call a nation. I haven't seen a nation like that in my, all my travels in the world. When we travel, we are taken um, to museums and other places where we are reminded how the journey of the freedom of democracy, of um, democracy and building institutions of democracy all over the world. And South Africa cannot afford to be one of those countries that seem to forget that at some point, not so long ago, you could not even sit in this room where we are sitting. MECs and all members of the provincial legislature who are present here, and of course I'm, I'm sitting next to Super Rose, and me and him keep on making the comments about as men and women to build a better South Africa. Um, Ambassador at large, uh, Asia and BRICS and South Africa BRICS Shepa, Professor Anil Suklal and uh, your spouse, and um, it's a pleasure to see you and to hear you. There's a lot that will come out of uh, Ambassador Suglal because at some point I also used to be in that department of uh, foreign affairs then, international relations to get today. And the MEC is right, I mean the Premier is right when she says we were once ambassadors and at that point we did not think that would be where we are with BRICS today. Never mind all the things that have happened towards this summit and us being labeled all kinds of things, this summit is going to take place. And this summit is going to be successful as I know that uh, the Department of uh, International Relations and government at large have been preparing for this summit. And I dare say that it was not only the government that was preparing for this summit, it was also the business, and the, the women, the youth, and it's quite exciting for me to hear that we now will be having the Women's Business Alliance, Women's Platform, Youth Platform, because again, if I recall when we started um, Ambassador Suklal, it was very difficult to bring others onto it. And the issue of bringing and starting women's forums and having the conversations by women themselves 
was very difficult. And so for South Africa to have stood up so firmly and said this shall happen, we must give um, the government and through the relevant minister and Minister Naledi Pando in particular, who not only fights about these things within the country itself, but goes out globally and puts the issues of women for discussion, even in platforms such as this one. I also wish to thank the Consular General of the People's Republic of China, who is here, the Consular General of India, who is here, the Consul General uh, of Mozambique, uh, and spouse. And for a moment, I remembered, I recalled that at one time in the 70s, Madola was one of the places where we lived as um, South Africans who were in the struggle, uh, South Africans who were waiting to go either to school or to go to MK. And it's one of those areas that was brutally, brutally attacked by the apartheid regime, and many of our comrades died there. And um, again, it's the history that we need to keep on reminding ourselves because when we remember that history, we can see the progress that we have made uh, since then. And of course, I wish to thank the Director General of the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities, Advocate Joyce Maluleke. I want to tell you the story that I was busy in a meeting somewhere, and then I got the call, hey, Minister, hey, Minister, we're too humble. And I, I knew I was acting for the minister, but I didn't know that I would find myself in uh, Durban today. But as she knows, I always take those responsibility with pleasure, and especially responsibility that is related to women, because I believe, as U Premier said, we are the working people who can tell the stories of the things that we've gone through as women to be able where we are today. So I took that responsibility with utmost grace, because I think that uh, the excitement for me was the fact that um, the BRICS summit is going to be taking place in Johannesburg. But for the province of KwaZulu-Natal, as well as the minister, Minister Nkosazana Dlamini Zuma, who I admire so much, uh, I've worked with Minister Nkosazana Dlamini Zuma as an advisor many years ago when we used to run around in the African continent trying to um, uh, bring peace, security, and stability in the continent. And she's one woman who has got the greatest respect um, in the continent. So again, uh, and then also the all the, the Director General of KwaZulu uh, Natal, Dr. Nontantam Kize, who is here, representatives of civil society and women organizations, but most importantly, the women who are in business who are here today. It really is a pleasure to have you here. And as U Program Director said to us earlier on when she started, women need to be vocal. You need not only just be vocal, you need to be able to showcase that we are just as capable of doing those businesses, of building those businesses, and creating that wealth that is very necessary uh, for the future. Ushilo uh, Futi U, Program Director Oguti, 
uh, we as women must stand up and make sure that we empower each other. My new slogan, a uh, program director, is about we as government, we empower women so that women can power themselves. Because you, you will not be empowered, empowered, and then you look around, you, don't, you are empowered because you need to power yourselves. And the only way you can power yourselves is to stand up and speak out and be heard and demand, maybe even go and play that golf, because I think many decisions are made there at the golf. That thing is, it takes the whole days, nine holes plus other, other. So maybe you should also play that golf um, and then teach the other younger women too that they can find each other by the golf courses. So it's a pleasure for me to be um, here today, obviously representing uh, currently attending the fourth session of the Joint Ministerial Commission in Addis Ababa. And unfortunately, the brand new president of the African, African National Congress Women's League, I'm hoping that um, she will also be able to pull other uh, progressive political parties into this because... Uh, for the young women who are here, maybe you might not know, in the olden days, I think, uh, program director, together with the together with the delegations of government here, especially uh, Premier, will remember that in the olden days uh, there was um, the, the the discussions or the talks in um, Kempton Park. And at the time, it was only the men who were sitting there at the negotiations table, around the negotiations table. And it took the women, the African National Congress, uh, to mobilize other women under what we used to call women's coalition. So I want to coalition today. which are very fair. Uh, coalitions that were very committed to fighting and struggling for the women of South Africa. It was that women's coalition that went there by force, being led by women like Kosas and Adlamini Zuma, to go and demand that women be part and parcel of the negotiations. It's history that history that gets lost because I recall very well that it was said any political party that does not have a woman or women delegations within them, they must keep chairs that are with nobody to show that they are saying they do not have women that they can bring there. So you must appreciate and, and really truly understand um, the struggle that we have had to carry uh, for women, uh, for women to be at the same table where the decisions are being made. But that history is not history that must be lost because I know that the young women of today, they need to know that history because they need to do exactly the same things that we did. If they think freedom and emancipation of women will come just like that, it's not going to happen. It will continue to be a struggle until we get rid of patriarchy, until we get rid of power relations, because whether you like it or not, the fact that you come home and you still have to be uh, cooking and cleaning and ironing, 
That's power relations. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's got everything to do with some people who feel very comfortable. That one, when they come home, they just get the plate given to them. They don't know how it was cooked and all that. So it is a struggle that you must know you're going to get. Some of us got rid of that a long time ago. Um, and we still, we, still, we still are fine with our husband. We are still fine with our family, but we made sure that we stand up and say there's certain things that won't happen. We still love each other very much. We still fight and argue over these things, but you must get rid of those things because if you don't, your girl child is going to go through the same. Your great-granddaughter, you know, they're all going to go through the same. Then they complain afterwards. If you don't take charge of it and you think somebody else is going to do it for you, forget it. You have to do it yourself. So we are here uh, at the outset. I wish to thank the collective leadership of KwaZulu-Natal provincial government as led by the Premier Nomusa Dube Nube for your readiness to co-host the official launch of this year's National Women's Month program, which is part of the build-up of activities for the 15th summit of BRICS nations that South Africa will be hosting very soon. I'm hoping... Um, uh, premier, MECs and all. Nizogen Hambenyen asema kosin nasen lunkulu nagwe yonkindao genyo bachena njoguti yini le eskuluma ngayo. Nizwelo guti bakona bakona la inlin. So tselu guti nabu mabe hamba bepinde le kaya bapinde bakota unguti hai besila paya gukulunyo ange bricks. Now I think in India uh, I think even maybe in Brazil you can still find some traditional people there. Uh, you know, the, the, the Brazilians, as you all know, went through the difficulties of uh, destruction of the first people of Brazil uh, who were uh, massacred for many years, and, but they still are respecting their culture, they're still respecting all that. And so, Nati Laguazul, Unatel Sombonaxas. Natila Gwazulu, we have Abantu Abapete, Abantu Okfunega Ugutinga Sosonkis Kati, Bakabang, Batali Bakabang and Abantu Uguti is serviceable because to be a king, to be a chief, to be in Duna, to be anything, you cannot be any of that unless there are people, and the people must be at the center of what you do. We are indeed honored as a country to be the chair of BRICS this year under the theme BRICS and Africa, Partnership for Mutually Accelerated Growth, Sustainable Development and Inclusive Multilateralism. We look forward to continuing to engage with our partner countries on many issues of common interest, and I think that Ambassador Suklal uh, uh, spoke uh, at length about, about that, so I won't go deeper into that. Safe to say that we take great pride in the fact that over the past decade, women's development in BRICS countries have improved significantly in healthcare, education, the economy, participation in decision making and management, as well as in technology. I recall, um, Ambassador Suklal, that when I was a Minister of, of Small Business Development, we fought also for small and medium enterprises to be also taken seriously under BRICS. And I recall very well that ultimately our fight 
I did pay something because we were invited, myself and um, the DG then of small business development, we were able to travel to India when BRICS was being hosted in India. And I'm, so I'm hoping that that aspect of small and medium enterprises doesn't get lost because many a times we talk about the big things in the economy and the big figures and all that. But when you think about it, the people who really respond to unemployment, poverty, and inequality are usually your men and women who are out on the street who maintain their families by running their small uh, and medium enterprises. So issues of unemployment and poverty and inequality, fighting against negative stereotypes and norms and values that continue to allow patriarchy to impact the lives of women and girls, fighting against the scourge of gender-based violence, and South Africa uh, is one country that sometimes when we go internationally, we speak all the beautiful things about our country. We tell people the journey of the 30 years almost of democracy. We tell people about how we have done our best to develop our country under very difficult circumstances. And people stand up and say, but tell us why are you killing so many women? Tell us why so many women are being abused. Tell us why women suffer gender-based violence and femicide. This is one thing that we really have to work hard on, especially during the month of August. This is just a month for highlighting, but we should be doing these things 365 days of the year. And I have, um, as a Minister of Social Development, working with the Department of Women, Youth, and People with Disability, I have said, uh, Premier, the issue of gender-based violence and femicide will not go away until we go house to house, street to street, community to community. Because house to house, we know who uh, of the women are in any street. We know who are the women who are abused. On any street, we know where the families struggle because of gender-based violence. But we also know street to street, house to house, um, what are the other social ills that attack and, and, and make life miserable for our women. So it's also a call from myself as a Minister of Social Development that we need to be able to know what's happening next door. High walls and all. You never see, you never hear, you never know uh, until we are told to come to a funeral. And you dress up very smart to go to that funeral. We go to funerals almost all the time because some woman somewhere has been killed. We need to stop that and the only way that we can stop it is to make sure that we attack this thing called gender-based violence, house to house, street to street, community to community. It will be a shame, obviously, when BRICS partners come here and in the, all the midst of fanfare and everything, then they wake up in the morning to a news or they read in some paper of some woman who was bashed and killed by a partner somewhere. It's very embarrassing for us, but it's also a shame for us as a country. Coming back um, to this uh, reason why we are here today, I think that during this month, we commemorate the historic struggles and sacrifices of South African women, black and white, 
who proudly stood shoulder to shoulder against the twin evils of racism and sexism at the height of the apartheid regime. This year, we commemorate the National Women's Day and the month in general under the theme Accelerating Socioeconomic Opportunity for Women's Empowerment. The focus of this year's Women's Month will be an acceleration of socioeconomic programs and activities that are undertaken across different sectors to fast-track gender mainstreaming across these initiatives, create more opportunities for women's inclusion and empowerment, enable women to either take up employment in the different sectors or develop their entrepreneurship or businesses. As I am here today, I do want to also indicate that it is not only the Department of Women, Youth, and People with Disability that has to celebrate. The entire government must rally behind the Department of Women, Youth, and People with Disability, and in the provinces, rally around the Premier's office and all the other MECs that are there, because sometimes we take it for granted that no, ah, it's women's issues. Let's just take these issues and dump them with the, the, the Department of Women, Youth, and People with Disability. Also forgetting that this uh, uh, ministry is very small in comparison. I am a Minister of Social Development. I have got an entire uh, department with different uh, units, but this one is a small um, uh, 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 ministry in the presidency, rightfully so, because women demanded that it be there. But the disadvantage sometimes is that it's a small uh, ministry with very little uh, budget. So it is for that reason that at all times, the Department of Women, Youth, and People with Disability, they demand when we are in cabinet, they demand to know what are other departments doing to support the issue of women and women's empowerment. And the focus of this year, as I've indicated, National Women's Month is a time to highlight both the plight of women and equally reflect on the strides that we have made as the country in the advancement of women's socioeconomic emancipation. So August 9th marks the commemoration of National Women's Day annually in South Africa. This day was declared a national day in 1994 as the MEC, who's our program director, said today, I think we are the only country uh, in the continent, I don't know about other countries, who actually have a day that is dedicated to us as a holiday. But we must be able to say it must not be a day that's dedicated to us and then people think they must run around and please us only on that day. I repeat it again. It is a 365 days work that we need to do both men and women uh, coming together, but also boys and girls being assisted, and also boys being assisted to understand what this day is for. And I, I do want to say at this point that a lot of men have stood up, for instance, to say, not in our name, that we will have this gender-based violence and all. And those men are now saying to us, thank you very much for focusing on women and all, but can you also make sure that you don't leave the young boys and men behind? We want to take you along with us. We want you as men to also take the responsibility of teaching yourself, assisting yourselves, because 
as you are men, you are born of women. And none of you, I'm sure, would like to see your mother, your sister, your aunt, your anybody who is female being abused. I don't think you'd like to see that. So make it a point that it becomes your responsibility as men. And in the commemoration of this national day, the country does not only reflect on the past struggles of women, but the future. And the future, in my view, if I look at myself, and I always talk about my grandmother, who is the, the woman who made it possible for me to go to school, and the woman who sacrificed, who was a domestic worker in Johannesburg, somewhere in Johannesburg, in Parktown. She was a domestic worker in the 30s and the 40s. And when we were born in the 50s, she stopped and said she doesn't want to be a domestic worker. She's going to just make sure that having educated her own children, her grandchildren are going to be 10 times better. And that was possible. And I stand at any platform and I say where she is, she looks at us uh, with pride because I think I'm a thousand times better only because she did stand up and sacrifice for me to be able um, uh, to go to school. And she did say to me that when South Africa is free, life will be very different for women. But she did say to me, it will not be like that simply because somebody has given you that. She said it's a struggle as it was a struggle uh, for herself. So now we are almost going towards the end of the sixth administration. Uh, we are advocating for a significant change in the positioning and character of the women's agenda in the country into an effective advocacy, project management, and implementation of matters relating to the well-being and advancement of interests of women, including young women, women with disabilities, women in the LGBTQIA plus community, rural women, poor women and women mainly in the SMMEs and uh, cooperatives. As we are almost towards the end and we'll be going to elections very soon, we must be able to celebrate uh, the success stories of women and we must show those success stories and women might themselves must speak. My view is that it shouldn't be us as government who are speaking about what we have done. It is the women who feel it, who've seen the change, who felt the change, who must stand up and speak about that change because then when they do so, they enable the women who come behind them to say, yes, it is possible. Communication must not be something that is only done by government. The women who are here in this room, because I'm sure as women here, whether you are in government, whether you are in the private sector, whether you are in uh, civil society activities and so forth, you are a creme de la creme of the communities where you come from. Because to be creme de la creme, it means somebody had to sacrifice for you to be here. And for you to be in this room, it means, and I'm 100% sure, many of you are here in this room because you've worked hard to be where you are. And the women, don't ever let anybody tell you they've done you a favor for you to be here. You came here because you worked hard uh, through struggle and through tears you came here because you are not being done a favor for being here. And so today we must remind ourselves that the emancipation of women will not be fully realized if women still remain excluded in many aspects of uh, South Africa's life, but in particular financially and from the mainstream economy. 
We are therefore looking forward to the full and effective implementation of this historic game-changing African continent free trade area agreement. And I was happy to hear that there's some South African who's somewhere in Uganda who's making that possible. Again, to the women who are in this room. Most of us fear even stepping out to the neighboring countries. Many of us don't even have passports. They start running around looking for passport because an opportunity has presented itself. Again, step out of what you think is a comfort zone. Life does not begin and end in South Africa. Travel to Eswatini. Travel to Mozambique. Travel to Botswana. Travel to Lesotho. Travel to the Congo, for God's sake. I just came back from the Congo. Travel and take the chance because business is about sacrificing. Business is about losing sometimes, gaining sometimes. And I think a lot of us in South Africa, we always think life begins and ends here. Life begins and ends here because we're also narrowed by somebody else who made us think that's nonsense go out and engage with other people not long ago I was in Ghana I was in Cote d'Ivoire and again uh, uh, Ambassador Suklal I think the Department of um, International Relations must encourage young people to take trips to other countries and many a times they say ah it's very expensive young people are so afraid when you tell them how do the others travel all the way from Nigeria, from Niger, from Congo to whatever and find themselves here in South Africa? What, what, you think they had millions in their pockets. They had absolutely nothing. But they were told there are greener pastures somewhere else and they went to look for those greener pastures. Tina, we've got a billion of an advantage. We've got a government that cares for people. So if you want to go, you can get in touch with the Department of International Relations. People do backpacking. They go and backpack in the entire Europe. Our own children must backpack around here in the African continent because when they do so, they go out into the African continent, they, then they are able to also realize what progress has been made uh, in South Africa. So it's, 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 it's a plea from me to you that let us allow and enable our children to also be exposed to the neighboring country so that it's not a one-way trip People are coming from outside, coming here, and we are not going there because we can't see the opportunities that exist there. We must, as a country, seek to continue to address um, the, the, the unemployment inequality, and we can only address that by ensuring that we unite as a, as a country. One of the things that really pains me, to be honest, a, a, a Premier, is communication. Communication is something else. So you see the media and others can come here and then when they show you Premier now on their screen, they do a voiceover over you. You are not the one talking. Uh, they just show your picture but somebody else is talking like as if you were not talking. That for me is a problem. 
Communication also for me is something that shouldn't be only just what we see on TV and all. Communication must be something that happens within our communities. Within our communities, we've lost sight of each other. We no longer talk to each other. And yet communication must not be, oh, now we have the social media. Yeah. Social media can also be used for the good. I've seen, I've seen somebody here who uses it very for the good, who communicates. But unfortunately for us, Premier, I see sometimes the WhatsApp groups and all that, and I see the spewing of negativity so much. And I ask myself, how are people going to build themselves if all they are going to be doing is going to be looking at the negative side of things and insulting each other? with social media. So communication must be something that um, we shape in such a way that it helps us to build our country. And I personally don't have anything against the media coming to our events and, and then showing the world that we have this. I've got a problem when that communication turns around and does not become a communication that is building, a communication that is helping our communities, a communication that is saying we were there those days, we are here now, the potential and possibility we're going to be far away from now. So that's another area that I think we need to really, really um, deal with. Um, I don't want to be reading everything that I was given here because it can take um, a very long time, but Program Director, let me just conclude um, by saying that um, what the Department of Women, Youth, and, and, and People with Disability also gave me to highlight are the key activities for the National Women's Month. It starts here, and I'm hoping that it will spread throughout the entire province. So on the 9th of August, the National Women's Day will be commemorated in Kayelicha, Western Cape, and will be presided over by His Excellency President Cyril Ramaphosa. The day will be preceded by a number of build-up activities, including the following. In partnership with the Department of Defense and Military Veterans, we will be hosting an event on the Naval Base in Simonstown, Western Cape, on the 7th of August. The intention is to highlight the different roles women play in the South African Navy. Encourage your young women to look, oh, but they look so beautiful when they are, they are dressed in that uh, uniform and all, and they're very disciplined and very orderly. So encourage your children also to go there. On the 8th of August, in partnership with Transnet, the department will be holding an activity at the Cape Town Harbor. The intention is to showcase the different activities in a port and where opportunities exist uh, for women. From the 4th to the 6th August, we will be partnering with the International Chapter on Women Judges, the South African Chapter, in a conference in the Western Cape. From the 11th to 16th August, we'll be hosting the BRICS meeting on both women's issues and disability issues. Uh, on the 18th of August, the Department of Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities in, in partnering with Emi Onyeni will be focusing on the African continent free trade area. So we'll be back here again. On the 28th of August, we will be holding a webinar on women in the blue economy. Yes, this is an economy where women are not found. Uh, it reminds me of the late 
May her soul rest in peace. Usisi Edna Mulewa. She really did a lot of work around uh, telling women that it is possible. And in fact, she's the one that was really pushing for us to appreciate the blue economy. Let that not be lost. On the 30th of August, we're working with um, WECONA, W-E-C-O-N-A, on the rollout in provinces. And from the 28th to the 31st of August, we'll be hosting the UN Global Gender Indicator Forum in partnership with States SA. In essence, the country is working towards effective coordination and co coherence, adequate allocation of resources, mainstreaming the meaningful inclusion and participation of women, accelerating women's economic empowerment, and monitoring and evaluating progress towards the overall emancipation of women in the country. There's a lot of work that is being undertaken. However, much more needs to be done to ensure that women's rights are fully realized. Women's rights are human rights. As I conclude, I'd like to once again thank you for the opportunity to address this occasion, distinguished uh, guests. It is now my pleasure to officially launch the 2023 National Women's Month program. I thank you.